1: Or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Or you can even check out one of the upcoming seminars we'll have around. Purely educational. We're not trying to sell you anything. But keep an eye out for those. While you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page. And you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other platforms. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions. To set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Or to suggest topics for future shows. So what do we want to talk about today? Retirement accounts like 401Ks, IRAs, and others are a critical part of retirement for many Americans. But you don't get to keep and you contribute to those accounts because of taxes. Income taxes are often due on the distributions you take from your retirement accounts. However, there are strategies that may help you minimize your tax burden when you take withdrawals from your retirement accounts. Remember to discuss all tax-related matters with a qualified tax professional, Luckily, we have one of those in our office. Uh, We call her our tax guru. Uh, During today's show, we're going to discuss some of those possible strategies. The information for today's episode uh, comes from a wealth of tax knowledge, but also the kind of thoughts come from this U.S. News and World Report article, How to Pay Less Tax on Retirement Account Withdrawals. So if you'd like to read the article yourself, it's available at money.usnews.com. But before we discuss a few ways to potentially save a few bucks on your tax, is let me introduce my co-host who still won't share his pizza guacamolito dip so that i can make it for march madness tony how you doing
0: it's a little harsh that's a little harsh you know what i mean uh no i'm doing great matt how are you doing that's the question i've had a great week what's going on with matt brunner
1: well in case you didn't notice there wasn't a show posted last week and that's because I went on my Griswold family vacation (laughs) with the kids. They wanted to do a road trip. So yeah, we packed up the car and went down to sunny Florida. We drove, we, we road tripped it and, uh, we had a blast, Watched some baseball. Uh, you know, the kids hit a park. I visited some friends. We spent a lot of nice family time together, especially in the car. Um, but, yeah, it was great. It was great to just kind of unwind for a few days.
0: That's awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, you got uh, some good weather
1: while you were down there, right? It was gorgeous. It was, yeah. you know, Florida is known for its sun. Most well, yeah. of the time it's too hot for me. I like colder weather, but there was a breeze blowing every day. Oh, This it time was, of year, it's usually painful. pretty good.
0: Uh, you, you don't want to go in July or August. Let's just put it that way.
1: Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, disassociate from anybody in Florida. It's just not my favorite place to be. I like cool weather.
0: No, Florida is not my favorite either. Although one of my favorite places in the United States is Key West, uh, at least a visit. I love Key West, but it's not, I don't associate with Florida. It's really its own place. Yeah. When I was in college, I
1: I took my spring break. I went skiing. I just like cold weather. So that's the only thing, you know, Florida is usually too hot for me like yeah from usually now on i'm just like i'd yeah. rather be where it's cool
0: yeah but, exactly speaking of cool we're talking about how to save on well, retirement withdrawals I well mean, what's done, coo- what could be cooler well, than that
1: i mean well come on done you you brought me back there yeah i would have talked about vacation all week so let's get on this first step let's avoid early withdrawal penalties, all right? If you take a withdrawal from your IRA before you've turned 59 and a half, you're gonna be staring at a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Uh, You might be able to take a penalty-free 401k withdrawal when you turn 55 if you leave the job that's associated with that particular 401k account when you're 55 or older. Uh, additionally, you may also be able to avoid an IRA early withdrawal penalty. If you used the money for specified reasons, something like a significant medical bill, uh, college expense, or to purchase your first home.
0: Okay. So there are exceptions, but if you withdraw from your retirement accounts, like a traditional IRA or traditional 401k, what you're saying here, Matt, is that you'll have an 10% early withdrawal, withdrawal penalty, And also still have to pay taxes on that money. So, uh, you definitely want to avoid that. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think that's reason enough right there to work with somebody like yourself. So you don't make these costly mistakes. I mean, retirement withdrawals are too important to try to figure out all by yourself. Right.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, next you may be able to roll over your 401k without tax withholdings. Um, for example, if you withdraw money from your 401k when, when and if you change jobs, 20% will be withheld to cover income taxes. Now, if you don't then put that entire distribution, including the withheld 20%, into a new retirement account, you may owe income tax as well as the early withdrawal penalty on the amount of money you've taken out. But you may be able to avoid both the tax withholding and the possibility of penalties and fees if you move the money directly from your 401k to the trustee of a different 401k, a direct rollover or an IRA. Income taxes aren't withheld in cases of trustee to trustee transfers.
0: Huh, that's interesting. And so uh, obviously there's a lot more to this than people think, right? I mean, there are a lot of in and outs. Uh, where do required minimum distributions or RMDs fit into all this? You know, I, RMD really massive donut or required minimum distribution. The date, the (laughs) the debate on that is still the, the jury's out on that, but what about
1: required minimum distributions? I prefer your first definition. Yes. Just to go on record. But, (laughs) um, so yeah, we've been talking about early so far or while you're still in it, um, but require minimum distribution. So important question. A lot of people might already know you're required to withdraw money from traditional 401ks and IRAs. Once you've turned 73, maybe you don't know it's 73 cause that's a new rule this year. Might have been might've known it as 72 during the COVID years or 70 and a half during the crazy years is what I like to call them because of that 70 and a half age. But, um, it's now 73 this year. Uh, the penalty for missing an RMD is 25% of the total that should have been withdrawn, in addition to the income tax it's due on the withdrawal. That's down from 50%, which was previous to this year. So you might have known it as that, but don't use that 25% difference as a reason to make a silly mistake. Right? It's still 25%. Uh, but so if you make if you do correct your mistake quickly the penalty may drop to as little as 10%, still 10% more than you want to pay. And if you're still on the job after you've turned 73 and you don't own more than 5% of the company, or 5% or more, I guess it really is, um, you work for, you may continue delaying your 401k withdrawals from your current employer, but not your IRA withdrawals until you officially retire. Also, realize this, in another 10 years, in 2033, unless things change, the rmd uh, age will inch up to 75 as well
0: wow so So it already bumped up to 73 this year Mm -hmm. uh from 72 and that was a bump up just a couple of years ago from 70 and a half i'm glad they're not doing half years anymore they need to they need to change that withdrawal age too they need to lower it to 59 when you can start taking it out forget the half well and you said, uh, avoid silly mistakes. I think we should also avoid serious mistakes. I just want to throw that out there. Um, well, <laughs> uh, let's say <laughs> let's avoid all mistakes. Okay. Okay. Hey, that uh, was a mistake uh, I should have avoided. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Saying silly, a silly mistake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, so a higher RMD age, like you said, if that's 10 years down the road, it is still something our listeners can be excited about because, uh, the longer you get to wait, the longer you have to make your own decisions, uh, and do things when you want rather than when the government requires you to. That's
1: why I like that. Yeah. You, uh, visit a, a compound on the weekend with all your friends and foil hats. That's <laughs> a little conspiracy. That's you're starting to sound a little more like me. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, I don't wear a tin hat. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would work, and I'm, I'm going to call you if I need that help.
1: <laughs> so, all right, next piece of advice. Make sure you don't accidentally take two distributions in the same year. Uh, remember, so your first RMD is due no later than April 1st of the year you turn 73. From there, your next and all your subsequent distributions must be taken by December 31st each year. Um, for some people, that's kind of when you take them, is in that last year, last week of December, so you get as much growth in that as possible. Or if it's a tough year, maybe you get the tax loss harvest as much as possible. Uh, if you postpone your first distribution until April, you must take two distributions in the same year. And that may result in a significant tax bill or possibly even nudge you into a higher tax bracket. So really, please work with your financial pro, your tax pro, to figure out if it would shrink your tax bill to take your first and second RMDs in different tax years.
0: Interesting. So uh, if I'm recalling uh, previous things you've mentioned on the show, some people might want to begin discussing withdrawals before they return 73, right? Uh, Because- uh, obviously, you don't want all that tax to hit at once, so you might want to purposely
1: take out withdrawals gradually, right? Well, so yeah, it, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Uh, you you're definitely making a great point. you know, you don't have to begin taking money from a traditional retirement account until you've turned 73 this year. Uh, taking smaller distributions, maybe while you're still in your 60s, may help you spread your tax bill over more years, may allow you to stay in a lower tax bracket, thereby potentially reducing your lifetime tax burden, something you definitely want to look over with your financial planner. You know, this is why when you have a financial plan in place, you can make these decisions. Sometimes you're intentionally drawing off it early. Sometimes you're waiting till later. Um, You know, taking 401k and IRA withdrawals when you have a low income year perhaps after you retired, but you haven't begun collecting social security that might allow you to pay lower income tax rate on your retirement savings while helping your social security roll up before you have to take it. So for example, you and your financial pro can calculate how much you can withdraw from your retirement accounts annually at the 12% tax rate and see, maybe this, this is a better time than later.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, now is always better than later to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. And you've just been illustrating by everything you say makes me think, wow, I wouldn't want to do this alone. I need to work with a financial advisor. I, I know a guy. You know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, I mean, it's I won't mention his name here because you're trying to get people to call you uh, Matt. But,
1: <laughs> no, it's Matt Brunner. I'm kidding. Of course, it's Matt. I can't help everybody, though, Tony. So even if I can't help you, I can find somebody that can. Uh, Danny, this is in Russia. Is this Russia? This is in Russia.
0: <laughs> I've got the Caddyshack liners. Even if they don't fit, I'm going to play them. That's my, that's what I decided before you, the show. You
1: dedicated yourself to yeah. Caddyshack today. I, I, and did, I'm I,
0: proud of- I did. I have
1: to go I with you it. hope hit all the buttons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> today I'm hitting all the buttons. So, um, uh, where do we go from here? I mean, uh, we should probably, Continue this discussion. You've been talking about these different
1: ways we can save money on
0: retirement withdrawals. What's next on your agenda for today?
1: Where do we go? I think it was Sir Axel Rose that posed that question. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Um, so let's let's go here. Um, we've been talking about some of the withdrawal orders, uh, early when to take them. Uh, if we stay on that article we've been talking about, the next thing we could we can. Reference is IRA distributions to charities. Now, this may be a good option for some people. Uh, I had some higher net worth clients. This is something they take advantage of for sure. Uh, retirees who were at least 70 and a half may be able to avoid paying income tax on IRA withdrawals of as much as 100000 to 200000 a year for couples per year wow. that they donate to charity. Hmm. Uh, qualifying charitable donation has to be paid directly From your IRA to the qualified charity, so that, you know, it's personal, you don't take the funds at all. Uh, You aren't required to itemize your taxes to make an IRA charitable distribution, and you're allowed to donate to more than one charity. Uh, An IRA charitable contribution will meet the minimum distribution requirement, and uh, you may also donate a portion of your required minimum distribution to charity and withdraw the remaining portion as income.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, give regularly on a yearly basis to their church, mm-hmm. uh monthly and yearly basis. They give X amount. Why not use your RMD for that and make a charitable uh, contribution, right? So and-
1: that's uh, you say, you know, some people, that's one of the main uh, things I see. My yeah. client's doing is church donations. I think I said uh, seven times already today. I hear it in my head. I can't stop it from coming out. It must be that week off in <laughs> it Florida. Happens. It happens. I apologize.
0: It happens. We all get on those rules where. Why am I saying that so much? But mm-hmm. you mentioned in the past that a lot of your clients Matt have causes and organizations they support, including church. So I, I think that's a solid option. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. What's next? What else should we do to uh, maximize our dollars here?
1: So let's talk about one of the the elephant in the room. We haven't brought up the Roth, right? Ah. So putting some of your retirement savings in an after-tax Roth may help set you up with tax-free investment growth, tax-free withdrawals during your retirement. So you don't benefit from the tax deduction in the year you contribute to a Roth IRA or a 401k, a Roth 401k. You won't have to pay the income taxes on the investment growth in the account though and withdrawals during your retirement from account That's a minimum of five years old or often tax-free. So if you're likely to end up in a higher tax bracket during your retirement, Roth accounts let you lock in your current lower tax rate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. But a a Roth might not be a good fit for everybody out there. Uh, There are ins and outs, and you have to qualify, right?
1: Yeah, so I am prone to saying there is no one thing that's a good fit for everyone out there except a really good financial plan, right? That's the one thing (laughs) that everyone should have. But besides for that, all the pieces that go in there, there's probably not one thing that's great for everyone. That's because that's an absolutist statement. So, um, you know, Roth IRAs, 401ks, they have certain advantages. They don't fit neatly into everyone's financial strategies. My opinion, biggest potential risk, is that when you put money into the Roth, whether it's a 401k or an IRA, you're gambling that your tax bracket will be higher in the future. What if it isn't? You know, Remember, one of your goals should be to pay taxes on your money when your rate is at its lowest. If you're currently in the 22% tax bracket, but your retirement tax bracket is, say, 12%, all of a sudden you're saving a lot less. You know, the, Of course, there are other disadvantages that you need to be aware of before making a final decision, so work with a pro.
0: Yeah, that's that's the bottom line, I, I think. And, you know, my biggest takeaway, again, uh, about a Roth IRA is you want to have that tax-free bucket, right? And uh, you might even be able to get a Roth 401k, but you have to work with your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's another thing we need to know to save on retirement withdrawals?
1: How about keeping tax-preferred investments outside your retirement accounts Maybe another way to save on your retirement withdrawals. Investments that create long-term capital gains, they get preferential tax treatment when they're kept outside of a retirement account. But if you put them in, you're likely to typically uh, pay a larger income tax rate when you withdraw the money from the account. Now, conversely, you may be able to lower your tax bill by keeping more highly taxed investments, including treasure and inflated protected securities tips, corporate government bonds funds that create short-term capital gains inside your retirement accounts. Of course, a lot of those come with lower overtime gains, but there's benefits to having them in different places. Uh, We don't get too deeply into investing on the show because- we really don't have enough time to dig into all the rules, the regulations, the nuances, because it changes for everyone and everything's always changing. And if investing is part of your financial strategy, probably should be at some level, I'd urge you to work closely with your financial pro. I know there's apps out there, but I really still don't think they take the place of a well-seasoned and fiduciary financial pro.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think that makes perfect sense. So, Um, that charitable distribution aspect though, that you told us about a few minutes ago. Um, what else can you tell
1: us about that? I knew that was stewing in there. Oh yes. I could smell the smoke. (laughs) Uh, So, all right, that's a potentially good. It's a potentially good solution. It flies a bit under the radar. So, um, us news and world report had another article, how to donate to charity from your IRA. And like previous article, this one's available at money.usnews.com in case you don't trust the fact that we're telling you what it is here. But uh, first, quick recap. Qualified charitable distribution, you'll often hear them referred to as QCDs. It's an IRA withdrawal that's paid directly from your IRA to a qualified charity. Step one, ensure you meet the QCD requirements. So an IRA owner must be at least 70 and a half to make the tax-free charitable donation. uh, People who meet that requirement are permitted to transfer as much as $100,000 annually from an IRA to an eligible charity without paying income taxes on the transaction. If you file a jointly tax return, your spouse is also permitted to contribute up to $100,000, which means a couple can exclude as much as $200,000 of the retirement savings from their income taxes if they donate it to charity. And there's probably a lot of people thinking, I wish I had $200,000 to do that. There's plenty that do. If that's something you want to talk about, please let us know. Uh, If you donate more than the allowed maximum, it's viewed as income. So therefore, it may be subject to income taxes. Qualified charitable contributions have to be made by December 31st every year in order for you to exclude that amount from your taxable income. I shouldn't say like you have to do it every year. But you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It has to be made by December 31st of the year you're doing it.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are so many rules and regulations with everything Mm -hmm. relating to tax laws and, well, everything, but anything related to everything. The IRS and government gets involved. You really, there are a lot of hoops to jump through, but it can save you a lot of money if you're aware of those rules and regulations. And know how to properly use them uh, to benefit, you know, benefit your retirement and minimize that tax burden. Uh, we all want that. We don't want a big tax burden in retirement, and that's what a lot of these retirement accounts are. They're a traditional IRA and 401k. You're going to have to pay taxes on all that growth and all that principle as well. So uh, that's that's a problem for many in retirement. I'm glad we talked about this today. We're almost out of time, Matt. Tell our listeners out there how they can get a hold of you to sit down and talk to you and talk to the tax professionals in your office
1: about this. Absolutely. Give us a call. Simplest, 800-339-9252. Or if the web is simple for you, go to the website, compass-ltd.com. You can sit, you request an appointment right through the website. Uh, you can email us to the website. Anyway, any way, any you can or catch up at one of the upcoming seminars. You can check the website for the news on those coming up. Um, we will be getting back out there and educating the public as well as we can now that, you know, this, the COVID years are over. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are the easiest ways. Phone 800-339-9252 or website compass-ltd.com.
0: All right, perfect. And great show today, Matt. That does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252